For over 40 years, Ermi has been an industry leader in educating and informing insurance and risk management professionals. This podcast explores current subjects in the insurance industry. Find out more about our podcast at ermi.com. Hi, I'm Joel Applebaum, the Chief Content Officer for Ermi. And in this podcast, you're going to learn about the importance of agents and brokers understanding the agricultural liability coverages and exposures in relation to insurance policies. And I'm so pleased to have here as our guest today, Sam Bennett, producer and partner at the Harrison Agency Incorporated, and also very popular agribusiness and farm insurance specialist, which we call APHIS, <laughs> instructor at our AgriCon conferences. Hi, Sam, and thanks for being with us today. Well, good afternoon, Joel. Great seeing you. Um, and I'm happy to be here to be part of this. Thank you for making part, making me part of this. And I'm happy to visit with you this afternoon. Great. Well, Sam, first and foremost, let me start with Ermi saying thank you to you for being such a longtime APHIS instructor, also a very popular APHIS instructor, having taught many of our classes. And your classes always get rave reviews. And we actually got to know each other through the APHIS certification. So that's that's kind of cool too. I, I think, you know, having an APHIS uh, certification demonstrates your professionalism through, you know, the continued education requirements. And also uh, we, we have something new, uh, which is our digital uh, credential. It helps you stand out from the crowd. And we at ERMI are proud of the fact that there are thousands of APHIS digital badge holders, right, using their certification. And those certifications are a powerful and effective tool for career advancement. Uh, and it also really makes a difference in risk management. And at the end of the day, people are helping and you're helping as an instructor, teach people how to save lives and livelihoods in one of the most dangerous professions um, in America, which is agriculture. So you and all of our instructors, Sam, are a big part of that. And we're happy to see uh, that you personally have displayed your APHIS digital badge proudly on your LinkedIn profile. Well, thank you, Joel. Uh, I was very excited when ERMI did come out with uh, the, the digital badge, a, a type of recognition um, that goes, you know, the next step and is in, 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 in today's um, social media environment, uh, another way to, to show, to, uh, to make those you are coming in contact with aware of, of designations. When you have something like this uh, badge, it adds credibility. Uh, I feel your clients appreciate, my clients appreciate seeing that I'm certified, my prospects, and then others that I have have interaction with. So I'm definitely proud to display it. Uh, also, I'm very proud. You mentioned um, my, the fact that I've been uh, afforded the blessed opportunity to, to present um, for ERMI uh, in the APHIS programs, and I appreciate that opportunity. I have a passion, and, and I think no longer than you've been, you and I have worked together and been around one another. Uh, I think you, you've seen that I have a passion for the, the, the industry as a whole and for those who serve the backbone, as far as I'm concerned, the backbone of our economy, which is those who work in the agricultural field. 
Couldn't agree more with you, Sam, honestly. And, you know, in today's world, you know, we not as many people are, are hopping into people's office so they could see their, you know, badge or certification framed behind them beautifully in their office. But, you know, in, in a digital world, it, it also helps uh, represent and and demonstrate people's level of professionalism. So we are definitely proud of our APHIS certification, what it does for the American economy. And we encourage each of you to get your certification um, as, as listeners and promote your achievements by activating your digital badge when you get them. And uh, Sam, most recently, before the world changed, you taught our last live APHIS uh, farm liability class in Sacramento in 2020. And uh, what would you say are some of the biggest farm liability risks some of our subscriber clients might face? Well, you said it a little earlier. You talked about how dangerous a farm is, and there is no doubt that is true. Um, I, when I have an opportunity to speak to other professionals, insurance professionals, particularly when I'm able to talk to them around or, or, or involving the subject of ag, uh, be it the, the family farmer, which, which I respect incredibly, all the way through to, to, to businesses that we don't maybe right uh, out of the chute acknowledge our ag businesses. But once we think a little further, we realize, oh yeah, that truly has a farm beginning. When we talk about farms, I always remind participants how dangerous a farm is. And as insurance professionals, how important it is for us to, to protect the those with exposure, whether it's again the family farm or the corporation, uh, the LLC, etc., and then to protect them for the exposures that exist, both third-party liability, particularly, and then sometimes what could be exposure for them on on more of a first-party basis. So you asked me the question, you know, biggest farm liability risks. Well, they're really no different for the farmer than they would be for many other businesses, and for that matter, many other personal risks that we deal with every day. Premises, operations, products, completed operations, automobiles, conveyances that are not automobiles, which tend to be a little more uh, consistent in a farm arena. In other words, that item that moves under its own power, but clearly is not an automobile. We instead look at it as something else. How do we protect the owner of it or the operator of it? And then when we get to the first party exposures, like employing workers, environmental impairment, professional activities, and then even exposures associated with property, in the care, custody, or control of our client, we sit back and look and say, oh my gosh, this individual or this entity has taken on so much exposure that we can handle, hopefully, with well-written liability forms, but sometimes we have to think outside that and sometimes even use property forms to protect for those what would otherwise be considered responsibility or liability exposures. Wow. <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, how can agents identify ag-related liability exposures and how critical is it that they understand the coverages and policies that they sell? 
I think, unfortunately, you know, it can be common for agents to not fully understand or appreciate the risks and exposures of their clients and that they that can sometimes lead to that big claim or lead to, you know, someone even losing their businesses or E&O claims. Some of the things that we talk about, at, honestly, at our um, Agricon conferences. So can you maybe just give us some tips to understand those types of liability exposures related to, to coverages, policies they sell, and, you know, clients creating exposures? Well, uh, yes. The, the answer there is yes. And that's my appreciation for ERMI. Um, ERMI, I've gotten to know, again, because I'm part of APHIS conferences, but also I've gotten to know Army by taking advantage of of the many, 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 um, oh, very well presented uh, papers and coursework offered, and and when I think of Army, I think of risk management, obviously, and so when we talk about when we, when we discuss. What is it that an agent can do to identify uh, later? And I think we'll get to maybe some, some particular tools, but I think all insurance professionals must understand the risk management process, those five steps, and they begin with risk identification. Any risk that isn't identified then becomes a risk that can't be analyzed, controlled, financed, nor then administrated to be more effective in those other steps. So identification is number one, the number one thing that has to be done by the insurance professional. That being said, they have to take advantage of all their tools. And again, I think we'll get to that in a moment. But an organization like ERMI, with all of the resources you have for those who participate in uh, uh, Agricon and, and in the, 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 the goal of obtaining the APHIS designation, each of those participants becomes then familiar with, or at least more familiar with, the many resources that Army has available. And that's, that's what I try to also tell or remind all participants when I'm standing in front of a class which I hope to get back to in a reasonable period of time. All of us people who love the classroom want to get back in front of a class. So, so before anything can be done, risk must be identified. Then how it's handled is, is the process of learning coverage forms, et cetera. And the more that the professional knows and understands, that then will reduce their E&O claims and put them in a position to be seen as that desired professional that is going to not just be your run-of-the-mill insurance salesperson, but as the, the confidant for that farmer or that ag-related business. Cool. I know we, we, we just talked about it, but I, I think let's get right down to it. What would you say are some of the tools available to agents and brokers in their quest to identify ag-related related exposures? Well, I think we're very blessed as insurance agents, and, and that's what I am. I am a property and casualty insurance agent. I have been blessed with the opportunity to, to speak to other insurance professionals, to, to let them know uh, the resources they have, the, 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 the need 
to understand what they sell. And when the question comes around, as you've just asked it, what are the tools available to, to identify the ag exposures? This is where we can look at our carriers and complement our carriers on so many of the things they have made available to us, the professional, the agent, um, applications. Well-written applications are tools to ferret out exposure. Um, Accord, obviously, the industry, industry standard for applications. I will tell the insurance professional, the farm, the agri-insurance professional, who, who may work with carriers who do not themselves use Accord forms to still rely on Accord forms because they've been developed over such a long period of time that they are a map that when you go through the series of applications, and there are numerous applications available, you walk down the path of the farm. Not every farm has, for example, livestock. Not every farm may have particular types of equipment. But those applications walk you through the acknowledgement by virtue of sitting down with a client and walking through a multi-page app and saying premises one, great, got all that information. What other locations do you have? Well, if they have others, then they're disclosed. You've now, you've now recognized them to identify them to get to the other parts of that will of risk management. So I encourage use applications. Other tools are once the application, then use, my goodness, everything from Google Earth to your, again, your carriers have resources that they will make available to you. Law, uh, excuse me, some loss management resources, um, things they've learned over time that you and I may not think about. And, and I just encourage every insurance professional to use your resources. Our carriers are waiting to help us. We help ourselves by letting others help us when we come to the point where we think we've thought of everything. I guarantee you there's someone else out there who's thought of one thing more. I, I kind of liken it to the fact my, my wife enjoys the whodunits and Columbo's one of her one of her favorites. And if you remember, Joel, I think you're probably of an age where you might remember Columbo. And he would walk out of in what would be an interrogation but the person being interrogated often wouldn't realize it, yet he would always stop or come back in the room and say, just one more question. And we have to do that as insurance professionals to do that first part of risk management, which is identification. <laughs> I actually uh, ran an ag program at, at CNA back in the day, and I would say I was the Columbo of underwriting. <laughs> was, it, was it because you had a bad raincoat? <laughs> that too, Sam, that too. <laughs> hey, um, you know, real qu quick while we're talking about tools, you know, I'm always excited about, you know, Donna Wright and our, you know, our agricultural and risk insurance manual, which, you know, explains, you know, in clear language, you know, policy forms and endorsements. We have a, we have free white papers and a free newsletter with risk tips to manage risk. So, you know, there, there's there's tools out there from the carrier, but I also love, you know, Ermi's unbiased analysis of ISO and AIS and um, exposures so that if you're, you know, questioning or a client's questioning how coverages or exposures are addressed in a policy, you have an unbiased third party opinion to kind of help you 
and and guide you through what the coverage is intended to provide you know so we, we have all those great resources and you know even ermi in the courts right so you know um, how ermi has been cited many times to help provide or not provide coverage so better to get it right before <laughs> as you're underwriting the policy then after the fact when it's a claim. So I think this really, you know, some good points that you made. And I just wanted to add on a few tools that I know we have and carriers have that, that can help make a difference. So one point that I know from sitting in your classes at, at you know, the Emmett Javon Agricon conferences is that um, endorsements what to look for both good and bad is something that you you talk about right so tell us what you mean by that and can you give us a couple of examples absolutely um <clears throat> the way that i think of an unendorsed coverage form is kind of um to think of it as vanilla okay i love vanilla don't get me wrong but not everyone may. And so therefore, there may be those who want something, you know, added on to the vanilla. Maybe, I don't know, another scoop of a different flavor, which to me would be another coverage form. And, and that when we talk about endorsements, we can't not talk about the availability of additional coverage forms because endorsements have a goal. And I feel the goal is not to replace a coverage form, but to take this vanilla coverage form and to add sprinkles to it, make changes to it that make it more palatable for that consumer. So there is no doubt that ERMI has a, a wealth of information about endorsements. And again, just the straightforward, what they do, what they're intended to do, et cetera. I, I do a presentation, have an outline that I refer to, the title of it is, is Enhancing Your Value to the Agribusiness Insurance Buyer. And I mention, oh, it's not a, not a long presentation. So I only have about six endorsements that I mention, you know, three property, three three liability. But your question was what I find is important endorsements. Well, if it's an ISO form, I will always look to endorse it to, to make sure that I'm picking up the ordinance or law exposure properly. And the way that we do that is with an endorsement. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bore you with endorsement numbers, but its title tells us what it's intended to do. It's dwelling and farm building replacement cost protection, including ordinance or law coverage endorsement. Um, the unendorsed, be it AAIS, AAIS has a similar endorsement, or ISO, the endorsement I just mentioned, unendorsed, we've got problems with ordinance or law in a lot of ag settings, particularly, again, in the family farm. Uh, many rural counties do not have ordinances or laws, but they're always going to have more. And, you know, when we deal with some states where nearly every county has certain ordinances or laws. We have to rem remind our participants that our clients are gonna be subject to those ordinances or laws should they have a property loss. So, so that is you know, an endorsement that I always recommend. And then just quickly, anytime we took it debris removal, we realized it's rarely enough. So you know, a d debris removal endorsements on property are always uh, uh, well received. Of course, replacement cost forms, I'm sorry, replacement cost endorsements that bring personal property to replacement cost. And then, Joel, there are a couple of, especially in the ISO um, 
farm liability program, there are a couple of of liability endorsements uh, that remember the old American Express ad, never leave home without it. Um, there are some of those endorsements out there. We cannot get away from the need for the farm employer's liability and farm employees' medical payments insurance endorsement. It is not work comp. It doesn't pretend to be work comp, but it does give the farmer some peace of mind that a farm employee, if a negligent act resulted in their injury, that farmer, that named insured then has protection dollars to pay to that injured employee. If I have a farmer who is engaging in custom farming operations, they've got to have that custom farming liability coverage endorsement. It does so many things, and I spend about an hour on that endorsement indicating the, the, the three things that it does that many participants when they leave the class go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize one endorsement could do so much. So that custom farming liability coverage endorsement is another one of my favorites. So there are endorsements that I say are must-have endorsements, and then there are times when endorsements are not sufficient and we have to look at coverage forms. And that's when I talk about pollution coverage forms professional liability coverage forms because endorsements are not sufficient. Great. You know what? It's it's always awesome to have real world examples and the knowledge of how to solve those potential problems and and you know be able to shine for your client or your company or your agency because you were able to solve the problem or make sure the loss was covered and I'll tell you that I think workers' comp, in particular, state by state, has is is very different, and 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 the exposures. So those were some great examples of uh, endorsements, and I really just appreciate it. I don't want to let you go without asking, uh, what's one lesson you learned from 2020, and how has your agency operation or practice changed? as a result? Well, Joel, we have been very blessed. We're a small shop. We have not missed a moment in our office. That has been an incredible blessing. We've had no one um, directly in our office, um, you know, suffering from uh, COVID. So we have been able to continue for our clients pretty much uninterrupted. Now, we've changed a lot of things, obviously, following protocols. Um, we, we went for several weeks just totally discouraging anyone else to come into our office. And, and my, I guess the way our operation has changed is the fact that I have to admit I, I have spent a little time doing uh, go-to-meeting and go-to-webinar, uh, et cetera. But I have learned names for platforms, virtual platforms, that I didn't know a year ago, uh, be it Adobe Connect, be it uh, the, the platform that, that we're on right now, you know, the Microsoft Teams. Um, even though I have been pretty consistent in, in presenting, you know, virtually, obviously, the day that I got off an airplane after finishing my time with you back in March, I think it was a Wednesday, second Wednesday in March, I stepped off of an airplane in St. Louis after coming back from uh, Sacramento. I have not been back on an airplane, okay? For me, that is amazing. 
also just very limited travel at all. I've only made two, you know, in classroom presentations all of 2020. Um, so the way that my life has changed is is that also the way our agency has changed, I believe, because we deal with so many uh, clients who are outside of the ag business, particularly my bar owners and my restaurant owners, they have been incredibly affected by the pandemic. And I would say the one thing that anybody in my office would tell you that they have draw, drawn closer to themselves in 2020 has been simply empathy understanding the challenges that everyone is in and understanding that everyone's in a different challenge, but understanding we still have need to deliver certificates of insurance, to deliver mortgagee changes, to work with that farmer who got an audit that didn't look quite right, etc. And so even though we have been very fortunate to be able to hang in our office. I understand many of our clients have not been as fortunate and just the empathy we've we've had, but have now been so consistently reminded of, I think will make us better into the future when the when the client has concerns about things that we may have previously thought weren't that concerning. Now we're going to take a breath and we're going to realize, well, if it's concerning to you, I need to make it concerning to me. That's what 2020 has taught us. Yeah, well, we're all experiencing a little bit about uh, adaptability, aren't we, Sam? And, you know, at, at ERMI too, we've definitely adapted, right? We we are doing a lot of our conferences virtually. So AgriCon um, will be virtual this year. There'll be an opportunity. And you can learn more about that at ERMI.com, as well as about the APHIS certification, how you can get that, our free agri-risk newsletter and tips about exposures and controls. And always, Sam, thank you very much for all you do for the agricultural industry and for ERMI. And this was a great uh, uh, lesson on liability exposures and a few other things sprinkled in there. So come visit us at ERMI.com to learn more about those tools. And uh, I hope our listeners enjoyed this talk as much as I did. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Go to ermy.com for more information and be sure to subscribe there to Ermy Podcast for more talks like this and to be notified when a new episode is released.